Welcome to Zichud Dafsi Man Member by Ram Goldhari, and today we're Masechus Rosh Hashanah Daf the fourth parak Yantav. Masechus Rosh Hashanah has been generously sponsored as a schus for Chayibas Esther. So the three topics we're going to focus on: when the price that began on Daf Lamed Gimel base continues here. Manayim L'Shalosh Shal Shalosh Shalosh. Where do we learn that three sets of three blasts each have to be one? Rashi explains. The question is: How do we know that we must blow the combination of Tekiya True Tekiya three times? Once for the brachas of Malchios, once for Zichronos, and once for Shofros. The Torah therefore states three references to Truos. It stated, Vavart the Shofar Truah, you shall sound the Shofar blast of Truah, regarding the Yom Kippur of Yovel. Regarding Rosh Hashanah, it stated, Shabbasan Zichron Truah, a rest day, a remembrance of Truah, and Yom Truah Yelechem, a day of Truah will be for you. So we apply the Psukim of Yom Kippur and Yovel and of Rosh Hashanah to one another, based on the Xer Shabbat of Shvi Shvi, the seventh month, the seventh month. Therefore, how is the Shofar blown? Shalosh Shehentesha. It's blown three sets, which consists of nine blasts in all. Tekiah, Truah, Tekiah, three times. Shir Tekiah, Ketruah, the length of a Tekiah is like a Truah, and Shir Truah, Keshosh Shvarim, and the length of a Truah is like three Shvarim. Point number two, the Gemara describes how the Tekiahs were done. Rabbi Abo instituted in Kasaria. Tekiah, Shosh Shvarim, Truah, Tekiah. The Gemara asks what the purpose is of combining the Shvarim and Truah. If you hold that a Truah sounds like sobbing, one should do a Tekiah, Truah, Tekiah. And if you hold that true, it sounds like moaning, one should do a tekiah, shoshoshvarim tekiah. The grand answer is Rabbi Abo had a suffix that perhaps the true is made up of both a moaning and a sobbing sound. He therefore instituted doing a combination of both. The more counters that this is so, one should also do the opposite and blow a tekiah, trua, shoshoshvarim tekiah, since the true might be made up of sobbing and then a moaning sound. The grand answer is stomach the milsa, kimisra beinish milsa normally. When trouble happens to someone, he first moans and then he sobs. And point number three is Tana Braisa Mitzvah Token Yosemina Mavarchim. It's a greater mitzvah to be with those of Boshofer than with those who daven Rosh Hashanah. Now, what does this mean? If a person lives near two cities and in one city they'll blow the shofar and in the other city they'll daven Musaf, he should go to the city where they'll be Tokea. The Gemara says that this is obvious since the mitzvah of hearing the shofar is a Doraisa, whereas the mitzvah of davening Musaf is a Durabana, and it answers that it was necessary to teach this to tell us. The Afagav the Havadai Vahasafik, that even if davening is a certainty, being they'll find ten people to daven with, and the shofar blowing is a suffix, being that they might have already blown the shofar and have gone home, one should go to the city where he has the possibility of hearing the shofar, rather to the one where he will certainly hear the davening. So once again the three points are number one. The rights that began on Dafalam and Gimel Amid Base continues here. Manain where do we learn the three sets of three blasts each have to be blown? Rashi explains the question is how do we know? that we blow the combination of Tekiah, Truah, Tekiah three times, once for the Brachas of Malchias, once for Zichronos, and once for Shofros. The Torah therefore states three references to Truos. It stated, Vavart the Shofar Truah, you shall sound the Shofar blast of Truah, regarding the Yom Kippur of Yovel. Regarding Rosh Hashanah, it stated, Shabbaton Zichron Truah, a rest day, a remembrance of Truah, and Yom Truah Yelechem, a day of Truah will be for you. So we apply the Pesukim of Yom Kippur of Yovel and of Rosh Hashanah to one another, based on the Gezer Shava of Shvi Shvi, the seventh month. The seventh month. Therefore, how is the shofar blown? Shalosh Shehentesha is blown three sets, which consist of nine blasts in all. Tekiah, true Tekiah, three times. Shir Tekiah, Ketrua, the length of a Tekiah, is like a Trua, and Shir Trua, Ketrosh Shvarim, and the length of a Trua is like three Shvarim. Point number two, the Gemara describes how the Tekiahs were done. Rabbi Abau Institute in Kazaria. Tekiah, Shosh Shvarim, Trua, Tekiah. The Gemara asks what the purpose is of combining the Shvarim and Trua. If you hold that a trua sounds like sobbing, one should do a tekiah, trua, tekiah. 
And if you hold that it truly sounds like moaning, why don't you do a tekiah, shlosha shvarim tekiah? The Gemara answers that Rabbi Abba had a suffix that perhaps the true is made up of both a moaning and a sobbing sound. He therefore instituted doing a combination of both. The Gemara counters that if this is so, one should also do the opposite and blow a tekiah, trua shlosha shvarim tekiah, since the trua might be made up of sobbing and then a moaning sound. The Gemara answers that stamad the milsa can miss from the inish milsa normally. When trouble happens to someone, he first moans and then he sobs. And point number three was taught in a brace, it's a greater mitzvah to be with those of both shofar than with those who dub in Rosh Hashanah. What does this mean? If a person lives near two cities, and in one city they'll blow the shofar, and in the other city they'll dub a musaf, you should go to the city where there'll be tokea. But the Gemara says that this is obvious, since the mitzvah of hearing the shofar is a doraisa, whereas the mitzvah of davening musaf is a rabbana, and it answers that it was necessary to teach us to tell us. That even if davening is a certainty, being that I'll find 10 people to daven with, and the shofar blowing is a suffolk, being that they might have already blown the shofar and have gone home, one should go to the city where he has the possibility of hearing the shofar, rather than to the one where he'll certainly hear the davening. All right, so now we go to our simon daven, and our standard simon is a ladder, a ladder. So here goes. The ball tokea on the top of the ladder, blowing tekiah, trua tekiah, three times, and the ball tokea standing below him, blowing three shvarms and a trua between the tekios, saw a man running the distance who was thrilled he made it just in time to hear them. So once again, it's a motion. The ball tokea on the top of the ladder, ladder, that must be more enough, lamadalid. The ball tokea on the top of the ladder, blowing tekiah, trua tekiah, three times, which reminds us that we learned that we must build the combination of the kia, trua, tekiah three times, once for the brachas of Malchus, once for Zichronos, and once for Shofras. We learned it from the three references to truas in the Psukim, once by Yom Kippur of Yovel, and twice by Rosh Hashanah. And then we apply Gzer Shava of Shvi Shvi to learn that we build three sets, which consist of nine blasts in all, tekiah, trua, tekiah three times. So the ball tokea on the top of the ladder, blowing tekiah, trua, tekiah three times, and the ball tokea standing below him, Boring three shvarims and a trua between the tekios, which reminds us where Yabo instituted that we blow tekia shlosha shvarim trua tekia because he had a suffix that perhaps the trua is made up of both a moaning and a sobbing sound. He therefore instituted doing a combination of both. When the Gemara suggests that one should also do the opposite and blow a tekia trua shlosha shvarim tekia, since the trua might be made up of sobbing and then a moaning sound, the Gemara answers that normally when trouble happens to someone, he first moans and then he sobs. So the ball took on the top of the ladder blowing tekia trua tekia three times, and the ball took standing below him blowing three shvarims and a trua between the tekios, saw a man running the distance who was thrilled he made it just in time to hear them, which reminds us that it was taught in a brace of mitzvah betokin yostamin mavarchin. It's a greater mitzvah to be with those of Boshover than with those who daven on Rosh Hashanah, which means that if a person lives near two cities, even if davening is a vadai, being that he'll be able to find ten people to daven with, and the shofar blowing is a suffix, being that they might have already blown the shofar and have gone home, one should go to the city where he has a possibility of hearing the shofar rather than to the one where he will certainly hear the davening. So once again, the Baal Toke on the top of the ladder blowing tekiah, trua tekiah, three times, and the Baal Tokea standing below him blowing three shvarms and a trua between the tekios, saw men running the distance who was thrilled he made it just in time to hear them. All right, now it's time for four blah blah chazar. Daf Lamed. So the Simon Daf Lamed is a Malamed, a Rebbe. So here goes. The Rebbe, Rebbe. That must be more Daf Lamed, Malamed. The Rebbe who was waiting with his Talmudim to listen to the shofar blowing on Shabbos outside of Basin 
which reminds us, the Mishnah Daf Chavtes on the base brought him Malchus regarding Rabbi Yochanan Zakai's enactment of boiling the shofar on Shabbos after the Churban. Rabbi Yochanan said he only enacted boiling the shofar in Yavne, and the Chami said to him that he instituted both for Yavne and for any place in which there is a basin. Rav Huna said the im basin, and the boiling must be done with basin. The first version of Rav Huna's statement explains that im basin means in the presence of basin. The mere existence of a basin in a city is not an adequate deterrent to prevent people from carrying the shofar from Yeshus of Rabim on Shabbos. So the Rebbe, who was waiting with his Talmudim to listen to the shofar blowing on Shabbos, outside a basin, decided to do something as a Zechel of Mikdash, which, which reminds us when the base of Mikdash was destroyed, when Yochum and Zakkai instituted that they would be taken the provinces all seven days of Sukkot, Zechel of Mikdash, as a remembrance of the base of Mikdash. The Gemara brings a source that we're bidden to make a Zechel of Mikdash from the Pasuk, Tzion hi Dorsh Enla, saying, she is Tzion, there is none who seek her. From the words, Dorsh Enla, there is none who seek her, Nikol, the boy Drisha. It's implied that she requires seeking. So the Rebbe was waiting with his Talmud to listen to the shofar blowing on Shabbos, Outside of base, then decided to do something as a zechel of mikdash. So he held a class discussion if the Levim should sing the Shir Shalyom if any of the Chodesh are delayed in coming. Which reminds us, the next mission states, Rishonim the coming Eidus the Chodesh Yom originally accepted Eidus the Chodesh all day. It once occurred that the witnesses were delayed in coming, and he's called the Levim Bashir, and the Levim went awry in the singing the daily Shir. Consequently, the coming instant of the basin should only accept Eidim until the Mincha, referring to the afternoon Tamid, and if they came from Mincha onward on Rosh Hashanah, they would observe that day and the following day as holy. The Gemara asked them which way did the Levim go awry. In Babel, they explained Shul Amr Shira called Iker, that the Levim did not recite a Shira at all. Rabbi Zerah and Eretz Yisrael said, Shamr Shira shall chol im tamid shall ben arbain, that they recited the weekday Shira with the afternoon tamid. Daf Lamedalv, so the Simmer Daf Lamedalv is the law and we use a judge. So here goes. The judge, judge, that must be Daf Lamedalv. Wow. The judge, who sang the Shir Shalyom as he entered the courtroom, which reminds us we have a rice that teaches why each Shir Shalyom was chosen. So the judge, who sang the Shir Shalyom as he entered the courtroom, suddenly stopped when he looked at the weather-beaten defendant who had survived ten exiles all the way into the wilderness, which reminds us that we learned about the Esther Masaos, the ten journeys that the Shekhinah took as it went to exile during the destruction of Baizrishon, and correspondingly the Sanhedrin was exiled ten exiles during the destruction of Baizhani. So the judge who sang the Shir Shalyom as he entered the courtroom suddenly stopped when he looked at the weather-beaten defendant who had survived ten exiles all the way into the wilderness, only to be put on trial because he ascended the duch and wearing sandals in violation of one of nine Takanas. Which reminds Rabbi Yochum and Zakai enacted nine Takanas, the eighth one being Kohanim are not permitted to ascend the duch in their sandals for Birchus Kohanim. The Gemara and Sot explains that this was instant because of the concern that people might sit down during Birchus Kohanim to tie a loose strap, and people might suspect him of refraining from reciting the bracha because of a psul in his yichus. Daf Lamed of the Simmer Daf Lamed is a mad scientist in a lab. So here goes. The mad scientist in a lab, mad scientist in a lab, that must be on Daf Lamed The mad scientist in a lab trying to program a Rosh Hashanah congruent's brain so that every memory would be accompanied with the thought of a king, which reminds us, the Gemara brings a source for the brachas of Malkis, Zikrons, and Shofros. Regarding Malkis, Rabbi Yosef Yudas said, the Pasuk states, and they shall be a remembrance for you before your God. It is seemingly unnecessary to state afterwards, I am Hashem, your God. Why is the Torah stated? Zebanah. This creates the source for the following principle. For every place that the psukim of remembrance are stated, psukim of Malchias should accompany them. So the mad scientist in the lab trying to program a Rosh Hashanah congruent's brain so that every memory should be accompanied with the thought of a king recite Tempsukim into his ears, which reminds us we have a number of Pshatim regarding what do the Tempsukim of Malchias correspond to. Either the Ten Hilulim in Psalm 150 or the Assessor Dibros or 
is Saramamaro, so the world was created with. So the mad scientist in the lab trying to program a Roshan congregant's brain so that every memory would be accompanied with the thought of a king recited Temsukim into his ears, but refrained from singing Hallel, given the seriousness of the day, which reminds us Hallel is not recited Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur because the Kodesh Baruch who said to the Malchai Asharis, is it possible that the Malchai is sitting on the Kisei Din and the Sifir Chaim and Sifir Mesim are open before him that the Jews should recite song? Da'afilamad Gimel, the Simmer Da'afilamad Gimel is a pegleg pirate. So here goes. The pegleg pirate, pegleg pirate, that must be more in Da'afilamad Gimel. The peg-leg pirate who grabbed the shofar away from his wife, which reminds us there's a malchokas whether a woman should be restrained from blowing the shofar in Rosh Hashanah. This hinges on the broader malchokas between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon, whether women have an option of performing a mitzvah in which they're not chayv, which is brought down with regard to doing smicha on a carbon. So the peg-leg pirate who grabbed the shofar away from his wife heard what sounded like a moaning or whimpering sound coming from his mother-in-law's window, which reminds us the Mishnah states the shear of a trua is kashol shivavos, and there's a malchokas based on the weeping of sister's mother, whether a yavav is like a moaning sound, which would be three shavarim, or more like a series of short whimpers. So the peg-like pirate who grabbed the shofar away from his wife heard what sounded like a moaning or whimpering sound coming from his mother-in-law's window, who sent back a note that he better get ready to hear similar tour blasts from a shofar the entire seventh month. Which reminds us that the source that a shofar is used to sound the truths on Rosh Hashanah is one from the Pasu regarding blowing a shofar on the Yom Kippur of Yovel. The unnecessary words Bechodesh Shashvi come to teach that all the true blasts of the seventh month should be alike. On Rosh Hashanah, as on Yom Kippur and Yovel, the truth should be sounded with a shofar. All right, so that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichur. Wishing you a great day and great learning.